Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode here of the Giant Take Podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm always joined by my co-host, Alex. It is a very exciting morning uh, here on Wednesday morning that we're recording this. Obviously, this episode will be out on Thursday, but um, we are very excited. Free agency starts in a week. That's going to be very fun. We just heard uh, Ian Rappaport actually just tweeted out recently that it's going to be $182.5 million that the season's cap will be this season. That's what the Texans were informed, at least. So we're going off of that and hoping that or guessing that it's going to be that for the the whole NFL, that salary cap for the for the year. But anyway, that's the season cap. We have Leonard Williams getting franchise tagged. We have some giant take news that's actually very exciting for us that I think we'll get into. And we'll actually start with that and then we'll move into all our news and all the stuff we're covering in this episode. Free agency, Leonard Williams, et cetera. Dak Prescott, new contract. We'll cover all of it. Alex, how are you doing this fine morning? I'm doing good. We got a lot to talk about. Um, you know, we, we even had to cut a few things out. There was that much to talk about. So much news around the NFL. It's getting exciting. Um, and, and obviously, even the uh, Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman press conference, right? Um, you know, where they said some interesting things as well. So there's so much to cover today. But first, um, a little bit of exciting news for the Giant Take. Make sure to go check out our YouTube channel, The Giant Take. We're The Giant Take on YouTube. Um, we're going to be posting some new content up there very soon. Uh, you know, we used to post some podcasts that, you know, we're just kind of our logo and the podcast, which you can go listen to on YouTube, but we're planning on doing, um, you know, something maybe a little bit more advanced, something like a stream yard, something like that. Um, we'll be, you know, starting that hopefully next week. So um, if you guys could go check out the Giant Take YouTube channel, stay subscribed um, and that way you'll get, you know, you'll be ready for when things come out there on YouTube um, and that, and we'll have some more announcements maybe um, you know, next week and stuff like that also. Um, but yeah, Leonard Williams, huge news, obviously, that he is getting franchise tagged. It's, you know, we heard yesterday or Tuesday morning uh, that they were expected to franchise tag him. Obviously, no one knew until the 4 p.m. deadline. And it turns out, yes, he was franchise tagged. 
Dave Gettleman at the press conference even was like, they were asking him, is he going to be franchise tag? And he kind of said yes, but then he didn't really say yes. And then it turned out to be a yes at 4 p.m. anyway. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be, it's difficult, you know, with that, right? You know, he's taking up a large amount of cap. If the Giants can't get a deal with him soon, it's going to be difficult for us to bring in any notable free agents. Dave Gettleman obviously even said it's going to be difficult for us, um, but they'll manage, as he said it, I believe, or they'll cope with it. Um, You know, however Dave Gettleman says things, because, well, obviously he's a very interesting man, but lots to get into. Josh, just want to get your thoughts now on the Leonard Williams franchise tag. Yeah, so my opinions on it, um, I'm going to start out by saying we need to sign him. And I think it was a very good thing that the Giants, I think it was a very smart move by the New York Giants. Let me start out with that. Sorry. Reset here. Let me restart by saying very good move by the Giants. Now our next steps is we have to sign him. And that's why we did this, right? Very good job putting him on the franchise tag. That clears him away from all these 31 other teams going after him. And, you know, maybe he says, I, I, he hasn't said like Dalvin Tomlinson saying, I'll take a hometown discount. He, I don't think he's come out and said that. But whether or not he said that or not, right, maybe he wants to stay with the Giants. He goes into free agency and the Carolina Panthers come up to him. I'm just throwing out a random team and says, hey, we're going to give you $20 million a year. Come join our team. Four years, let's go. Leonard Williams is going to be all in. He's moving to Carolina immediately. So we put him on the franchise tag. That takes him away from all 31 other teams here in the NFL that could have offered him way more money and that were planning to do so because he was in the reaching the top five rankings of the free agents coming up when he was, you know, not really like a name that was coming up last year when he was a free agent before the Giants tagged him. So now we tag him. And now uh, even, you know, it was coming out that that was why we tagged him. We tagged him. Not just to tag him like last year. I feel like last year we just franchise tagged him just to hold on to him and whatever. This year we tagged him so we can have more time to hopefully talk with him and get a contract working. And hopefully that then that's the plan, right? We we get a contract. Obviously, this offseason it's very tough because the COVID year. Um, and we saw that with Dak's contract. I guess I'll go to that now just to knock it out. Dak got four years, $160 million. Thank you, Jerry Jones. I very much appreciate you. Just overpay Dak Prescott. I, I really appreciate that. Um, you know what? If Dak Prescott goes out there, wins the MVP, wins the Super Bowl, fine, worth it. Four years, $160 million. That's a lot of money for a quarterback. And Dak Prescott is making NFL history with his signing bonus of $66 million. And if you didn't know, that's $66 million that he's making is ahead of Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, and Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, that's the best player in the NFL. Maybe the best player, uh, best defensive player in the NFL, maybe the best player in the NFL. He's been ranked that multiple times. So whatever, whatever they want to pay Dak Prescott, congrats, Jerry Jones. I mean, you did it, but you know, thank you Dak Prescott for wanting all that money. Cause that was easy for us. But anyway, um, you can see that he's clearly taking a little bit less money this season through the COVID so they can work it around. Uh, I think his base salary is like $9 million this year. Then it moves up to $20 million, uh, the following season. That's what I have here on Spot Track anyway. So if Leonard Williams can do that, obviously take a little bit less this year, and then he works it up. He obviously doesn't want to do a three-year deal. That would make no sense to him because a three-year deal is basically a two-year deal. Um, and it's, it's just, it's a lot. So that's my Alex answering your question. That's my, um, you know, my, my, my original thoughts on the deal. And I think it's, if he does stay on the franchise tag, 
it's a hefty price. That's 19 and a half about million dollars for the Giants to keep him on the franchise tag, meaning they would they're uh over the cap, I think already or they're very close to it, meaning they can't make any moves or at, like they're going to have to re if they keep him on the franchise tag, they have to either cut Soldier, restructure Soldier uh, and either cut Zeitler, trade Zeitler, which that's another thing we have noted here that he was expected uh, the Giants are looking to sell him, whatever it is. Maybe just restructure Zeitler's deal. But I feel like we need to sign Leonard Williams. And if we don't, you will not see many off-season moves by the New York Giants, meaning in free agency. Draft picks, that won't affect them. But the free agency, if he stays on that franchise tag, you will not see the Giants making many moves. Yeah, obviously there you know multiple moves that the Giants are making to you know kind of help with the cap. Uh, the, the franchise tag takes the Giants $11 million over the cap. Um, so it, it's not exactly an ideal situation. Obviously, the Giants have cut Golden Tate, David Mayo, Cody Core, and that you know saved them about ten and a half million dollars. Josh mentioned about trading Zeitler. Well, um, Kevin Zeitler will not get shipped anywhere. He won't get traded anywhere because he just got cut by the New York Giants a little bit ago. We are recording this, or we recorded the actual episode um, before the cut of Kevin Zeitler, which is so annoying. We always miss it in these episodes, the Giants news, of course, but it is what it is. And we're recording now. So you'll, we'll, you know, we'll get you back to the episode a little bit later from now, but this is the updated new Josh and Alex here. We're going to talk about Kevin Zeitler a little bit and the whole thing. So $12 million apparently is what, uh, what we got from clearing him. That's what I heard up to this point. A few people were saying nine and a half million. That's what Ian Rappaport tweeted out. But maybe that's because of the new COVID, you know, season and or the COVID off season, I should say this this 2021 off season, the COVID off season, the money might be a little less. But this is what Dan Duggan said, um, New York Giants reporter for the Athletics said, 14 and a half million dollars cap hit was prohibitive. Um, this creates 12 million dollars in cap savings, 2.5 million dollars of dead money. The Giants should be able to find an adequate replacement, much cheaper. But cutting ties with one of their proven offensive linemen is tough to stomach, and I completely agree. Um, Kevin Zeitler, very, very experienced offensive lineman. If anything, we should have restructured his deal. Alex and I mentioned this before. And Nate Soldier, I mean, if anything, cut Nate Soldier, man. This is so annoying. I really didn't, I don't, I don't like this veteran guy. Could help our young guys. It looks like since we gave him a few snaps last year, unless we're planning on getting someone in the draft, Shane Lemieux is the option uh, to replace Zeitler, which I don't like whatsoever. And if we're cutting him because we believe that we can get a talent in the draft and we're cutting a player, like just projecting that we'll be able to get someone in the draft that we really like the, or the Giants will, not we, but the New York Giants and their staff, that's that's a bad look too because we have no idea what's going to happen in the draft. Every, you know, we have no idea how the draft works um, for where picks go and all that stuff. So if we're projecting that we're going to get something at some point of the draft, it's just not good to, to project that far in advance. So that's my original thoughts on it. Alex, go ahead. Yeah, so for me, there's quite a few thoughts about this, right? So obviously, we're either very close to being above the cap or, you know, at above the cap or, you know, not not in cap trouble anymore, obviously. I'm always difficult to phrase with the cap situation, whether you're below the cap, above the cap, it's always confusing. Um, but yeah, we're in a good situation now after cutting Zeitler. And what I'm seeing now is that I think the Giants are going to go after one of these, or at least go after quite a few of these free agents, right? Because they wouldn't have made this move if they weren't going to, which excites me because we'll have more to talk about during free agency. So that's a good thing, right? But it worries me for the actual team. 
um, because I'm not sure if this is the best way to go about it, unless we are bringing in younger players in free agency who can help develop or can develop alongside this younger team. Maybe that's a solution, but otherwise I'm kind of worried. If we can't find a good player like Bradbury or someone you know who makes that kind of impact on our team, I'm worried it may not work so well. Um, Zeitler, for me, you know, it's a lot of money, obviously, that he's getting paid. Part of the problem, the reason we had to cut him. I wish we could have tried to renegotiate his deal, you know, kind of do something. Because obviously he wasn't going to get paid. Well, actually, you know what? We'll, we'll have to keep an eye on it, right? Because he's obviously going to be signed by someone. He's too good of an offensive lineman to, um, you know, be taking a backup role. I think he'll get a pretty nice deal. So we're going to have to see what that deal looks like um, in terms of, you know, could the Giants have, you know, matched that deal. Um, but, yeah, for me, it's disappointing. And, you know, I saw a tweet also, this is the offensive line now. Um, obviously, Andrew Thomas, uh, Shane Lemieux, sorry, um, Hernandez, Gates, who will be at center, and Matt Pert. And I saw um, Robert Sale has a hell of a job on his hands if he wants to protect Daniel Jones. So it's going to be – unless, of course, there's been rumors that some people might come in and free agency from the offensive line, maybe bring in a suitable replacement like – uh, I saw Ted Karras' name, you know, float along. He could play center, and then uh, the Gates could slide over to guard. So there's different options, but as of right now, I don't think they're going to replace it. I think it shows that they have confidence in Lemieux and Hernandez, and I think there's going to be some more free agency news than maybe we perhaps expected. Or Dalvin Tomlinson could get re-signed. This could also be a move to do that as well. I don't want to put Gates anywhere else but center. I think now when we're looking to the strong suit of this offensive line, I think it's Nick Gates at center and it's uh, Andrew Thomas because we saw through the second half of the season how he improved at the tackle position. Um, and I think that's that's what we're looking at. Well, I don't know what the heck just happened with my voice. But um, anyway, I, I know I, I pointed this out, Alex, in like last episode or two episodes ago um, that we are going to see um, you know, a very – Interesting offseason due to the cap situation. A lot of cuts happening. Another cut I saw earlier was Emmanuel Sanders is getting cut. He's done, obviously, a veteran wide receiver. It's not that big of a deal. But, you know, at once a time where he was a very good player and a pro bowler. And now he's kind of a little bit older. But this is another player, Kevin Zeitler, right? Two years ago, very solid season. Once we traded for him, no doubt of, of cutting him or anything. And we come to this COVID offseason and... He gets cut. Well, like one okay, not so good, kind of bad year, and he's gone, and he gets cut. It's it's crazy to me. I think if this was a normal, I mean, Alex, I'll ask you the question. If this was a normal season. We had no COVID nineteen, packed stadium of that life every weekend or every other weekend for that matter. You know how it works: split games, home and away. We're not cutting Kevin Zeitler, right? I mean, I, I can't imagine that we're cutting Kevin Zeitler in a non COVID year. Well, yeah, obviously the cap would be going up on a non-COVID year, right? So that would probably cover the cost of keeping Kevin Zeitler, the cap going up. So I don't think you'd see Kevin Zeitler gone at all. And to be honest, he had a solid season. It's not really his fault that his fellow offensive linemen kind of sucked for most of the season. Um, and that obviously put a lot of pressure on him as well. Offensive line's all about their unit, right? So when the unit's not good, it's hard for one individual to stand out. Um, you know, you'll see, like, for example, the Colts, Quinn Nelson, right? Part of the reason he's so good is because he has such a good offensive lineman around him as well. So I find, you know, it's a little bit hard to, you know, crap on Zeitler about his performance when really the whole offensive line was very bad last season as well. Um, but yeah, Daniel, I think, yeah, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say Daniel Jones has to be shaking right now. I mean, let, let's, let's be honest. Daniel Jones is not in a good space, uh, yeah, headspace, because that right side, he's probably very nervous right now, what it looks like. Um, or just, I mean, the offensive line in total, but I mean, we, I feel like Zeitler is just like a given. I, I, I feel like next season he would have bounced back, but it is what it is now. I can't really say that anymore. He's not on the Giants. Yeah, um, so it's going to be interesting to see is Dalvin Tomlinson something going to happen with him in the near future? That could be a sign. If nothing happens with him, he's going to be hitting the free agent market, and that would be something uh, pretty interesting for that. And I think we'd get a comp pick for him, I'm pretty sure. Probably a third-round comp pick, I'm guessing, for not this year's draft, obviously, but next year. So that wouldn't be so bad. Um, and obviously, Leonard Williams, they're still going to be working on the long-term deal. We, we talked about this all in the episode that, you know, you're going to go back to in about 30 seconds. But, uh, yeah, just a little intermission here to give you the up-to-date news. Josh, do you have anything else before we go back to um, our four-hour-old selves? No, I, I like how you put that. Yeah, we'll, we'll go right back to it. Josh and Alex from four hours ago right now. And Levine Toilolo, um, you know, a lot of Giants fans of what was it, Monday or Sunday, I believe, um, that there was news that he was coming back, and Giants fans were in absolute disarray furious at what was happening but then it turns out that Levine Toilolo as a tight end three was expected to make 2.95 million dollars um in this upcoming season turns out he took a one million dollar pay cut to stay with the team so that's another one million dollar savings on the cap as well so that was kind of good that he did that so it wasn't actually as bad of a deal um as we were expecting right there but yeah I you know I was having this thought over the uh, you know over the past few days when free agency is approaching things are getting a little bit more serious around free agency at least and I was thinking the best teams they build through the draft right this is something we've talked about all the time and I feel like the Giants are not in the best cap situation right where you know Dave Gettleman he's done work to make the cap situation better but it we're not ideal you know I'd almost say that we overspent last offseason. I think James Bradbury was a necessary pickup, but I think there was a couple people that we maybe didn't need to bring in necessarily. Um, You know, obviously they're probably gone now if they weren't necessary, but I feel like some, we're we're not in the best cap situation. I don't think we're going to be making any big moves this offseason. I don't think Kenny Galladay is coming to the Giants. I think it's going to be difficult for us to make any significant move especially if we want Dalvin Tomlinson as well. For me, if I were the Giants, I would just try to hang on to what we have that's good, maybe pick up a small signing here or there, and just really build through the draft because that's how this team is going to get better, right? This team's not going to win the Super Bowl next year. This team hopefully will make the playoffs, but it's not, you know, we're, we're not, we have to build through the draft. We can't just go out and spend a whole bunch of money in free agency. Obviously we saw what that did to us a few years ago. Um, and it's just not, it's not a good thing. So I think really we just got to focus on the draft more. And I think free agency, maybe we have a little bit too high expectations of what the giants are actually going to do. Um, because we, we don't want to be in cap hell like we were a few years ago. Um, and you know, we're still not in the greatest situation. So I really want uh, that that's my opinion on free agency. I'm not sure if the Giants are going to make a big splash, um, especially with this Leonard Williams news. And even if, you know, he's not franchise tagged um, and they make get a deal, it's still going to be a pretty hefty deal. It's probably going to be about, you know, 18 to $20 million a year, depending on what, how it's structured, right? Obviously this year might be a little bit lighter on his salary, but 
Yeah, and, and Nate Soldier, obviously, it looks like he's not going anywhere either. So there's a whole bunch of things, you know, that the Giants have to consider. But right now, we're $11 million over the cap. I don't know where they're going to get that $11 million. Obviously, Zeitler, right away, that's your $12 million right there, and now you're under the cap. So uh, that, that definitely looks like the easiest out, but I'm not sure if it's the best solution to the problem. Yeah, and I mean, if you haven't already, I have to do it. Um, plug in episode 83 of the Giants Take Podcast, Leonard Williams or Davin Tomlinson. We discussed last episode who we should sign. And I, I mean, I guess we're going back to that, right? We're kind of just circling through it. I think now with this franchise tag, it, to me, a lot of people are saying it looks like that the Giants will re-sign both of them with this franchise tag. I think it actually shows that they're going to re-sign only Leonard Williams. I really do. Because if you keep him on the franchise tag and you're not able to work on a long-term deal because either Leonard Williams wants too much money or they're just the Giants are not able to do it, um, if he stays on the franchise tag, I think you're definitely ruling out Dalvin Tomlinson. We don't have enough money. And if he doesn't stay on the franchise tag, I think he's going to want a good amount of money. And I, I just don't think we're going to have enough or want to go out there and just re-sign both of them and not get like a offensive weapon, which, I mean, Alex already kind of alluded to it, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, is our uh, I think I only I only have four I think Alex has three we have like three or four players that we want the Giants to sign this offseason Alex has four as well so yeah the Giants offensive and defensive free agent targets that they should sign I have two offensive two defensive I think Alex has the same around there Um, and and yeah I I think what else what other news here I'll, I'll go through the list we have Alex Smith um, we want him as the backup because the Washington football team is not going to re-sign him apparently. But Colt McCoy, it looks like he's going to stay around or stick around for the t- with the team. So there's that. Um, and then there's, oh, here. So we'll get right into it, actually, the free agents. Kyle Van Noy. He's not on any of our lists. Uh, my list, no. Alex's list, no. But he's not getting re-signed. Or he got cut by the Miami Dolphins, excuse me. Um so where is he going to go? Where is he going to end up? So should the Giants sign him? Obviously, I've seen on Twitter, seen on YouTube, all these people want or have made videos or made tweets about uh, maybe Kyle Van Noy coming to the Giants. My opinion on it, once again, another player, we don't have enough cap to sign. He's going to want a lot of money, and that's just something that we shouldn't do. Um, that's my opinion on it. And, I mean, Alex, you can go into we We made some decisions in the front office, the Giants did, so I guess you can get into that a little bit too. Yeah, the Giants added Kyle O'Brien in the new senior personnel executive position. Um, He spent the last five seasons with the Lions, so hopefully he can bring some experience um, to the Giants, you know, upper executive staff there. Um, Drew Wilson, the new assistant strength and conditioning coach, um, replaces Thomas Stalworth, who went to the Falcons. Um, So just a couple of minor personnel changes that will be happening um, for next season. And I guess the final NFL news that's kind of relevant, Trent Brown um, is going to be traded or was traded um, to the Patriots from the Raiders, and they swapped 2022 picks as well. Um, and so decent trade there for the Patriots, obviously boosting their offensive line. I'm, I'm kind of not too sure on how the value of that trade is going to go down, but I think Josh has more details on it as well. Yeah, no, just, I mean, as much as you mentioned, Alex, they, they just both swapped picks. And I think that Trent Brown, um, I mean, as good as he is as an offensive lineman, this isn't really a huge trade, just something I saw I wanted to put in there because maybe the Giants want an offensive lineman, whatever it is. But he's 27 now, so it's a little bit interesting um, what what's going to happen. 
Obviously, he only had two years with the Raiders. Played for the Patriots in 2018. Started every game in that Super Bowl season. And um, the only thing is, his contract's a lot of money, so I did not see the Giants going after him. But, um, I mean, if you want to talk about that with, with Trent Brown, $66 million. And that is a good amount of money for an offensive lineman. Obviously, Nate Soldier is uh, making that that type of money here with the Giants. But, um, yeah, that's 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 a good amount of money that um, that Trent Brown's making. So that's, that's really that for Trent Brown. I think we should go to it now, Alex, because we're kind of getting off track here. Let's go to what um, we, we have here probably in the title or description of this episode on um, the Giants offensive and defensive players that we believe they should go after. And I'm going to start out with my honorable mention, which is actually Alex Smith. I think he's a perfect player. Um, he shows persistence. He shows courageousness going into the locker room, right? He's a perfect locker room presence. And I think he's a perfect player for the New York Giants to pursue, get a small contract, which I don't know if Smith is going to want because he did start for part of the year. Um, but if he can get him at a low price, keep him behind Daniel Jones, he would be my first player on the list. But that's my honorable mention. That's not even my player for first player on the list. My first player on the list is actually um, wide receiver. And that's why I receive a Corey Davis. I I really, since I wrote that uh, article on the three players that the Giants go out and sign, um, something we actually should mention, Allen Robinson got franchise tagged. So that he's out on that. But two other players in the article that I wrote about, Kenny Galladay and Corey Davis. And I don't like Kenny Galladay. And he's like the top wide receiver that the Giants should pursue now on the like free agent list for wide receivers. I don't like him. He's just not a... I'm not a fan of him. I'm not. Um, maybe Marvin Jones. He's the other Lions receiver that I believe is uh, a free agent as well. I want them to go after Corey Davis. So he's my first guy on the list that, uh, you know, if I'm marking it one through four. And then number two, these are my two players on the offensive end. They were rumored uh, to be looking into him. Alejandro Villanueva, the offensive lineman for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I really like him. Um, I think he's a very consistent quality player. And if the Giants could get him at a pretty good price. I think he's a good player to bring in. Um, obviously he's not the youngest guy. He, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, deny that I can't deny his age. He is 32 years old, but I mean, if we're able to get him, I, I think that it's a good pickup for the giants. So those are my two guys, Alex, you can go ahead. So for me, I looked at this very specifically on how I wanted to do it. So in free agency, I, I took into account what's available in the draft, right? Obviously, it's a strong wide receiver class, and I, in my opinion, our biggest needs, obviously, are wide receiver and edge rusher, and then followed by offensive line, obviously. So I was looking, and obviously, I'm not exactly set on the edge rusher position in the draft, so I really wanted to target that in free agency. So the two players I really saw that I really liked, um, who were both supposed to maybe get tagged but ended up not getting tagged, um, is Carl Lawson first. Uh, of the Bengals, 25 years old, also a bit younger, which is nice. Um, and he got five and a half sacks last season. Didn't have the best season, but if you watched him, he had a good impact on the team. And obviously the Bengals defense was nothing special. Um, so it's obviously harder uh, when you're on a defense that's not getting enough pressure from any of the other guys. Um, so I, I really like him as a possible option and maybe he won't be super expensive. Um, so I like him. And the other person is Hassan Reddick. Um, 26 years old from Camden, New Jersey, so kind of local-ish. Um, and he also didn't get tagged by the Cardinals. Um, and he got 12 and a half sacks last season, which is a very nice number. 
And on the edge, I think he's a really good possibility for the Giants. So I think if I were the Giants, I know everyone's focused on Kenny Galladay, like Josh has mentioned, or, you know, even Corey Davis or uh, Curtis Samuel. I think we got to look at the edge rusher position. I think Hassan Reddick is my personal favorite um, on who we should take, in my opinion, um, or go after. Um, And I I think he's a really good option for the Giants. And my final um, normal, I I guess I have two more. I I also have Alex Smith. um, And he, you know, I think he brings a good presence to this team. I know Josh had him as an honorable mention. I didn't really do an honorable mention. I guess he can be an honorable mention. Um, But I like what he would bring. Obviously, uh, his experience in the NFL, and I think he could really help Daniel Jones a lot. So I'd love to see him come to the Giants. Obviously, not on a very long-term deal, but just maybe a one- or two-year deal um, to come sit behind Daniel Jones and hopefully help him. And my final player um, is Malcolm Butler. I I thought, you know, he was cut by the Titans yesterday. um, And I'm not sure if he's the best fit. This is kind of more of my honorable mention. We're obviously looking for a cornerback number two. Um, you know, Isaac Yadam is obviously not the long-term solution. Malcolm Butler is also not really a long-term solution at 31 years old, but he had a good season last season. Um, you know, he got four interceptions, um, and he was a pretty solid for the Titans, who obviously, um, you know, made the playoffs and did pretty well last season. So I-, I thought he might not be a terrible option. But again, a little bit too old for me, in my opinion. I, I'm not sure if he's the best best fit for this, you know, progressing Giants team that tends to need a few more years before it can really compete at the highest level. On my defensive end, once again, a little bit older of a guy, and for some reason, I, I like, I, I think we should go after him. It's Bud Dupree. Um, the Steelers did not look to get him back. I feel like I'm bringing the Steelers man, to, the Steelers men together here, Alejandro Villanueva, and. The Bud Dupree, but I really like him. Um, this past season, he didn't do too much, but got eight sacks. I mean, that's a real big thing. And then the 2019 season, he got 11 and a half sacks. So he's been getting better because he averaged about, uh, from 2015 to 2018, he averaged about five sacks a season. Then he went up to 11 and a half. Then he got eight this past year. Um, tackle numbers aren't that high, 31. But I think if we're going to look for that, you know, that edge rusher, defensive end, presence, whatever you want to call it, um, I think that Bud Dupree is a good guy to, to go after. Once again, age is a factor, right? 28 years old. Maybe we get him to a two- or three-year deal, but it depends on how much he wants. I think he's a good player to go after. And then my kind of out-of-range, no way it's going to happen, is Shaq Barrett. I understand why he, why people are saying he wants to leave Tampa Bay. I don't know why he would want to leave Tampa Bay. It's... I mean, I don't, I just, I just don't understand it. If, if, if Shaq Bear doesn't go back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't know what he's doing wrong. I mean, he's got everything set up there, but whatever it is, um, Shaq Barrett, 28 years old as well, but this past season had the same, basically the same thing. Um, eight sacks, 57 tackles. So a little bit more tackles, 11 tackles for loss and 16 QB hits. So that's something to talk about. And 2019 season, I mean, that's really when he went off 19 and a half sacks, and 58 tackles. So Pro Bowler last year, uh, he was in the 32 in the NFL Top 100, if you want to mention that. But Dupree doesn't really have, you know, obviously that big that that big as Shaq, Shaq Barrett does of, of reputation. But, I mean, that, that could be better for the Giants, especially with our cap situation. So if we wanted to talk about that, that could definitely be um, some, something to mention. So Shaq Barrett and Bud Dupree for me on the uh, defensive side. Alex, you got anything else? 
Um, no, for me, that's all the players I have um, on my list. But yeah, I think we both have a really good set of players here that the Giants can definitely go after. And obviously, we won't have to wait long to see um, if we're right. I think if one of us gets them right, we'll have very nice bragging rights. Um, so that'll be exciting. Hopefully, one of us gets one of them right. I have a feeling out of those, what, eight players, one of them will sign for the Giants. Um, so hopefully we will see. And I guess that'll come up next week as well. Yeah, next week we hopefully will have some more free agency talk. I don't think any free agents are going to sign by the time we record. But um, for the Giants especially, maybe for other teams, and we can bring it up. But I don't think so. The the This is very exciting. I'm very, I'm very uh, happy to bring this up right now. Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge had press conferences yesterday. And, of course, we know all over Twitter – um, there were thoughts on Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge. Um, so the main takeaways, before I get into what I want to get into here, um, the main takeaways, Daniel Jones, he's here to stay. Like Alex said, I think they mentioned Nate Soldier in there. Um, they, they, It was like there was nothing really crazy. Like Alex said, I thought they were going to mention Leonard Williams much. They didn't. And I guess it is what it is. I mean, what like what are we going to say? There, there was really no... There's really no takeaways because these press conferences are really just reporters trying to get them to answer questions and they just kind of don't answer them. Um, I mean, right, Alex? I mean, what like what else am I? I don't really understand what I'm supposed to say here to uh, to to kind of go go at this and explain Joe Judge. I mean, they they both. What I do know is they both gave very uh, good credits to Daniel Jones and they said that he like is the future of the team and really, really like him. And he's what perfect for what this team needs. I mean, you have any takeaways from it? Yeah. I know the main takeaway for many giants fans was the uh, Joe judges, Evan Ingram comment, right. Um, him saying that, you know, he, Evan's, you know, great player and he loves coaching Evan, which, you know, kind of seems like a sign that, you know, Evan Ingram will be sticking around on the New York giants, but conspiracy theory Alex here what if Joe Judge is saying this to increase his trade value and he's thinking about trading Evan Ingram and he's just saying that publicly we do know Joe Judge coming from the Patriots maybe he's a bit of a liar sometimes who knows maybe that's what he was doing I really doubt it though I think he actually does like Evan Ingram which kind of sucks hopefully Evan Ingram um, removes the butter off his fingers and plays better next season Um, and obviously also isn't his fifth year option up now i'm not even sure what the deal is with that um and his contract's coming to an end soon so you're gonna have to see after the season if you're gonna re-sign him um which is gonna be an interesting decision to see what they do um but yeah besides that the press conference dave gettleman was funny as usual his phrasing just makes me laugh i was laughing throughout the entire time i was watching i didn't see it live i was watching it afterwards on youtube um but it was it was definitely an enjoyable experience to see dave gettleman just talking, you know, he's just a fun guy to listen to. He's not a big fan of the Microsoft Windows. Um, that's That was one of the things I took out of it. Um, Joe Judge, I think, also said, um, as one of his quotes was, he's everything we want. Either him or Gettleman said that. I believe it was Judge. That's referring to Daniel Jones. Yes, Alex, you do have the comments on Evan Ingram. Looks like he's going to stay. And then also the offensive line stuff. They talked a lot about the offensive line. But you know what Dave Gettleman also talked about right at the end of his press conference, and this is what I wanted to get to. Dave Gettleman talked about our 2020 seventh-round picks and how we don't have many seventh-round picks here. Let's take a listen to what Dave Gettleman said about um, these 2020 seventh-round picks. You can make the argument that those four seventh, you know, you take three of the seventh-round picks, the last three, and if we had signed them after the draft, you know, I mean, one of them them was um, 
it was uh, cheese and crackers. It was uh, the inside linebacker um, from Georgia, Tay Crawford. Uh, and um, one of them was Chris Williamson, who was on the practice squad. So, and the other guy, I'm not sure of. It wasn't Cam Brown. Cam Brown was the sixth. But the point is, those guys made our club. All right. <laughs> so let's break this down here. Dave Edelman's talking about the 2027th round picks the New York Giants made because I think he's going on because we don't have that many picks this this, uh, this draft. So he <laughs> cheese and crackers. Are you ever just Alex in the mood where you can't think of something and you're questioning what to say? And it's like, you know, you're like, oh, shoot, or like something like that. Well, not Dave Kettleman is cheese and crackers. Uh, and then obviously there's that. There was Georgia, out of Georgia. Uh, he had Tay Crawford. Um, that's Tay Crowder he's referring to, uh, by the way. So we, we have Tay Crowder who got taken. Um, and he was thinking of the other players. So he forgot of Carter Coughlin. Carter Coughlin was the guy he was thinking of in the seventh round. And he had Chris Williamson, who was on the practice squad this season. I don't know if he means like he thinks he's still on the team because um, they actually let go of him and he's now with the Falcons. So I he did say he was on the practice squad this season. So I don't know if he just doesn't know that the man's on his, not on his team anymore. I don't know <laughs> what the deal is with that. But, uh, you know, I mean... Alex, your thoughts on that, and then I have to I have to roll through it one more time. Go, go ahead. In Dave, we trust. Okay, in Dave, we trust. I don't know what he was going on. He also forgot about T.J. Brunson as well. Um, that was another player he forgot. I noticed there when I was listening to that. You know, cheese and quackers. It's it's just it's just amazing. Josh, roll the clip again. Oh no problem, Alex. One hundred percent. Let's do it. Picks the last three, and if we had signed them after the draft. You know, I mean, one of them, one of them was, um, it was uh, cheese and crackers. It was uh, the inside linebacker um, from Georgia, Tay Crawford. Uh, and um, one of them was Chris Williamson, who was on the practice squad. So, and the other guy, I'm not sure of. It wasn't Cam Brown. Cam Brown was, Cam Brown was a six-round pick. Good job, Dave. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that was just great. I didn't, See, so what do you think? What do you, what do you think of that? Uh, what do you think of the – what was it? Um, I can't even think of his name now. TJ, what What do you think of uh, Brunson? Do you think he – or Chris Williamson, sorry, not TJ Brunson. Chris Williamson, do you think he – because he said he was on the practice squad. He didn't say this season. Do you think he thinks uh, – do you think he thinks he's still on the team? I sadly do believe he thinks he's still on the team. I think Dave is a little bit losing it right now. I'm not sure what was going on. Dave definitely seemed a little bit uncomfortable there with the whole Zoom, as he likes to say. Um, it, w- it was definitely difficult. Uh, he's not adapting to it very well. Obviously, Microsoft Teams as well. Whatever he was also complaining Microsoft about. Microsoft so Windows. There's all sorts. Oh, Microsoft Windows. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it was all sorts of weirdness going on with Dave. Dave. Dave needs to get back in the office. He can't do this virtual stuff anymore. You know, when he was doing the virtual draft, he was probably struggling there, right? He was sitting at his desk in the attic. It was just not such a great situation for him. So maybe he forgot. You know, leave the poor man alone. But in Dave, we trust he's going to do some brilliant moves for us this offseason. And uh, we'll see how he does. Yeah, I mean, just hear it. Yeah, we're doing Windows. I, I don't, you know, Microsoft Windows is nice, but I, I'm not a window theory guy. Suck my <laughs> I was talking Giants. <laughs> Talk, talking Giants did like a reference to, a, I think, like a movie at the end of that quote. You know, so that's. 
the Microsoft teams Microsoft teams is not for him and then they did the reference oh my god uh he's not a, he's not a Microsoft teams guy but anyway I don't know what that said at the end I apologize for whatever the hell was that what was after that um that was some uh not the best content um anyway all right we're getting a little out of hand Alex you go to the giantake.com if you want to check out my new blog post I also mentioned that uh I, I looked, I tried to switch it up from the draft profiles five years ago. Five years ago, if you can calculate that, if you have a hard time, that's 2016. Um, and in 2016, the Giants drafted a few guys who I go over. Paul Perkins, BJ Goodson, Sterling Shepard. Who was that first round pick that season? Well, that was none other than Eli Apple. Yes, Eli Apple. So if you want to go read it, go check it out. GiantTake.com. Alex, go ahead. Yep, make sure to go check that out. Um, we'll have more articles coming soon, obviously, as well. Um, make sure to check out our episodes, which you can listen to there uh, on thegiantake.com. If you go to the homepage, you can subscribe to the newsletter, um, which will give you updates uh, on everything that we do, episode, blog posts, etc., news announcements. Um, and also from there, click support the podcast or go to patreon.com slash thegiantake and go subscribe to our $2 tier if you can. Um, and that has fan requests, private community, and a shout out on the podcast. Yeah, and I guess I'm going to add another section to this. Uh, go follow Alex on Twitter at JoshLo29. Nope, that's me. Go follow me on Twitter at JoshLo29. Alex, that changed his name. We have reverse roles here. Uh, Alex, go follow him on Twitter at Anorian23. Go follow at the Giant Take Pod as well on Twitter and Talking Blues Pod. That's a Chelsea podcast that Alex and I do with our friend Peter. He's been on this podcast before, so. Follow us there, Chelsea FC Podcast. If you're into that stuff, we would really appreciate you supporting us on both uh, podcasts. And then go follow Giant Take on Instagram and Facebook as well. And here's what I'm adding. Go subscribe to us on YouTube at The Giant Take. Like Alex said, um, if you want to know it's us, literally go into YouTube, go into the bar at the top, type in. I'm going to do this right, right as I'm saying it. Type in The Giant Take. You can do all one sentence. I think sentences in between work too. Um, and then you can go to channels and then we're there. But anyway, the giant take, and then you'll you'll find it there. But um, the giant take, hopefully we're going to be able to start doing it. Um, so this is the plan. We're trying to figure out the podcast part of it. Hopefully by next week's episode, we'll, you'll, you'll be able to have a visual of us. Um, and then we're going to try and do some other stuff. I mean, if we, we really want to do the draft, uh, you know, draft class, um, I can't even talk draft class tapes on the draft class. So, you know, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, especially the wide receivers, because they're fun doing the breakdowns of the film, film breakdowns. There it is. Um, so we're looking to do film breakdowns, but anyway, hopefully we'll be able to talk about it more next episode. This is trailing on a little too long. Alex, you can go ahead and wrap this one up. That has been a wrap for episode number 84 of the giant take podcast. I've been your host, Alex, always joined by Josh, and we'll see you next time with some more giants free agency news. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. 
And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.